Hello everybody, we got new friends to the show. Change the way you move your things with Move Easy. Move Easy is an on-demand moving and delivery company that will change the way you move your things. It's as easy as selecting your vehicle type, inputting your pickup and drop-off locations, submitting the order, and then waiting for our driver to arrive to help move your things. With over 100 successful orders completed in just over two months of operation and a consistent five-star client rating, Move Easy is making waves in the logistics industry in Calgary. Whether it's a curbside pickup, a Facebook marketplace delivery, or move into a new home, we can do it all. If it needs to be moved or delivered, Move Easy is the team for you. Save 10% off your next Move Easy order with the discount code RR10 at checkout. Visit us at WEMOOVEZ.com. Once again, that's WEMOOVEZ.com. M double O V E Z dot com and forever change the way you move your things. You're listening to the Rising Rain podcast with Nathan and Sterling. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Everybody, welcome back to Rise of Rain podcast. I'm here with Sterling. What's up? And my beautiful girlfriend, Catherine Bell. Hello. Hello. How are you today? Good. How are you? Good. Um, I I was so excited to actually record this episode. It's funny because we tried to record an episode, um, just me and her a while ago, Sterling. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know about this. And so it took a couple tries. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I never no, one try and you're no, like... it was two was it one no yeah we started recording you're like cut 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 we yeah. have to restart yeah, so, like... <laughs> and then you didn't even put the other episode in you're like yeah I heard it and I don't like it I, that's not what I said <laughs> exposed <laughs> on air that's not what I said. Right and now. I am the only person that you didn't but here we are okay so (laughs) the thing is is it's still happening okay so welcome i'm happy you're here i'm excited that you're here i think it's about time um like yesterday was four months since the podcast started and uh which is awesome i was when i like found that out yeah i was like what the heck right um but yeah so Catherine is my girlfriend and we we've been dating for how long now? One one year and eight nine it's like, months. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, on you guys. I guess <laughs> I guess I can like we can tell a little bit of a story of how we met, um, and it, it's a funny story because we actually met in like grade seven right but i don't remember that like i don't we went to the same junior high in grade seven it's like 10 years ago yeah and i had no i don't remember i had no idea right um but then we apparently we met again uh on the mexico trip uh you guys have heard me talk about that before um and then we met again and she didn't talk to me and then uh and then i i slid into her dms I was like, wow. dang, this girl's pretty. Uh, you know, let, let me have a shot at this. And uh, she ignored me. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Well, 
she said i asked her to go out for coffee and stuff she's like yeah and then uh ghosted me for no, a couple you months injured your back do not use your quotations <laughs> injured your back. <laughs> And canceled. You're like, yeah, I really hurt myself. I can't get out of bed. I'll let you know when I can take you out. And I go, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. and she thinks that I was dating other women, but I was literally <laughs> in bed, not able to get out. Sterling knows nice. this, the the the. Issue I know all back about back pain. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's not good, man. No. Oh, so goodness. Um, and then we finally went on a date, and after that first date, it just clicked. And uh, here we are now. Inspirational. Mm-hmm. Inspirational. Mm-hmm. So uh, man, will we reveal sure. what was said in that DM? Uh, DM was it like it? a nice pickup line or what was it? Oh, yeah, I I post. Okay, first he um, I posted a story of me in Europe. I was multiple compliments, I think, before I actually asked <laughs> <He> was like, <laughs> um. He's like, oh, I'm so jealous. Mm-hmm. And then I posted this other photo, mm-hmm. something about the view. And oh, she's finding it. Yes. You're, I said, you're my favorite view, he says. He, no, <laughs> I said, just wow about the oh. view. And then he goes, you're just wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> right? Wow. I got the moves, man. I got the moves. So good, man. <laughs> and wow. then, and then you said something along the lines of, um, "Oh, like I'm thinking about traveling. Do you think we could go out for coffee, and you can tell me all about it?" It was something like that. And I, I, before I said good. that, yeah, before I said that though, I made sure I was. I seemed very humble, so I said, "And we all know I'm not the most humble guy, but." <laughs> I said, uh, this might be a long shot. And I think that's where I, mm-hmm, I really mm-hmm, grabbed on. Mm-hmm. But then she Filled goes it in. I literally was traveling the world. Oh, yeah, she was. <laughs> I was rolling around. I w- didn't have time to talk to boys in my Instagram. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't worth the roaming charges, man. No. Yeah, apparently. And then I was like, yeah, you know how sometimes I think I'm funny, right, Sterling? And I laugh at myself. And so... Um, that happens yeah we were on like i was talking to her on snapchat and i remember i went on that uh trolls hike with all the trolls all over the place uh, troll falls are there actual trolls at troll falls I've never yeah there's like hike. little like those trolls with the long poofy hair oh yeah they have them that. hidden all over the place and so i was taking like funny videos and sending them to her and they were instantly open and then instantly ignored and uh <laughs> so you just kept sending them <laughs> i just kept pushing because i was like i know she thinks i'm funny because these are funny if videos. at first you don't succeed man try, try keep again. sending trolls yeah. and uh you know it was worth it because here we are almost right mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so uh yeah we've had uh, a good year and some and uh been full of learning and experiencing things and it's been awesome nice Mm. Mm -hmm. fantastic and uh Mm -hmm. we me like all the time sterling me and Catherine talk about how who who in general um we can find for you (laughs) it's gonna come up i knew this was gonna come why are you going here right now 
because uh, you know like it's just how how we how much we want you to succeed and to have <laughs> you know a wife i'm thriving right now man i don't know what you're talking about i'm doing great it doesn't mean a woman. stage one denial. yeah like look at me <laughs> <laughs> uh man but yeah so uh let's just uh break the ground a little bit icebreaker we got the random question generator up yes sir let's do it what's the it's question? usually reserved for wednesdays but um special, special occasion. occasion special Whoa. occasion we just said See that chemistry thing. right there that's <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> wow you are. okay question for today is what jobs do your parents do oh are you are you for real oh yeah, that's, that's a good question. one actually she's got i like it what? um my dad is a police officer so that's fun <laughs> and my mom is a piano teacher slash um she works for telus sweet yes and the funny thing is is her dad is one of those cops where if you didn't know he was a cop you would have no idea that he's a cop you know yeah. like <laughs> no his character he's just so like laid back like i've met yes yes yes, yes. Like, <laughs> no, shakes her head <laughs> his first impression was like very laid back and had like a very kind of calm character that was his first imp- my first impression of him right so it's like i didn't expect that yeah the more you get to know him you can definitely tell he's a cop yeah i guess <laughs> i guess yeah now now that i've talked to him a few more times but first right off the bat it's like you wouldn't expect top that. lad yeah top lad yeah so he's a copper <laughs> copper yeah <laughs> maybe he's My gonna mom... treat you now that you shaved your head man he's what Maybe he's going to treat you different how you shaved your head. Yeah, yeah. maybe in handcuffs. Looks like an weekend. inmate now, man. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, you look like an ex con You guys think you're funny? <laughs> Hilarious. You did this to me for a while, man, so I got to get you back now. Well, I look better than you did. I'm just kidding. I think I'm frozen. Oh, I'm no, back. I'm back. back. Okay. We're good. We're good. Um, well, yeah, my parents. So my dad is a painter slash renovator slash whatever he wants to do, basically. Um works for vnd designs or he owns the company vnd designs and my mom is a stay-at-home mom almost very nice um my dad works for the provincial government he's a big business guy he helps hand out um government money to small businesses and my mom is cfo of a place called whole services here in calgary it's like a group home um for at-risk kids and youth that's amazing and i cut their grass over the summer starting a couple weeks yep i was supposed to do that with you but you were gonna gonna. too late now anyways um so the real reason you're here is uh because we have a very very serious topic to talk about um and like me and sterling have said before like this podcast is about changing perspectives and opening up perspective and um anybody who wants to you know hear a difference of opinion difference of i guess perspective again um 
they should listen to this podcast, right? And um, the things that have been going on recently with um, men and women and how men are being disrespectful, are harassing, are mistreating women in our society um, is something that needs to be talked about. Um, And so the other day I was sitting there a while ago and I was just, I was really thinking about the best way to go about um, doing this episode, you know, and I, I instantly thought of my girlfriend because first of all, she's a woman (laughs) Um, and, you know, she has worked in the restaurant industry as a server. She's experienced this kind of stuff firsthand. And like me, she has a very um, strong and well put opinion on things. Um, and so I, I just, you know, automatically was drawn drawn to that idea. And so here you are. Um, and I guess just to open up the floor, open up the conversation. Um, let's just talk about, you know, your point of view. So when, when this, this not all men situation has been going on for, um, we saw earlier today that since like 2014 could have been earlier than that. And, uh, so my question to you is like, when you first kind of stumbled across this whole scenario, um, how, how did you react? And, uh, kind of, you know, what was your mindset towards, this whole situation um yeah so it hasn't been there wasn't a time that like sparked my realization that um there was a problem happening um I think for a lot of women around the world we started to get really angry um I don't know if you guys heard the story about um Sarah Everard. Um, so she was walk. She was from the UK, and she was walking home from a friend's place. Um, and she took like a route. She took home every single day. She was wearing bright clothing. I think she was even on the phone with her boyfriend. Um, she was wearing sneakers, like nothing revealing, just a jacket and leggings and sneakers. And she was on the phone and she ended up um, getting assaulted and killed by a man. And so I think um, that really sparked outrage amongst women around the world because basically Sarah was doing everything that she was taught to do. Um, she was on the phone, she was wearing bright clothing, she wasn't wearing anything revealing, and she even had sneakers, which was a way for her to, like, um, escape quickly, and she still ended up getting hurt, so it's really frustrating when, even though you're doing your, your best, your, everything you possibly can to defend yourself, still we're getting attacked, yeah, um, yeah, so that really sparked my my outrage as well. Um, 
as well working in the restaurant industry. Um, a couple mon- months ago, I was working and um, I've been touched multiple times without um, being asked if I can be touched. And usually it's whatever. Um, I just I just let it go. I get sometimes harassed, just what's your number? Can I have your number? What's your name? How old are you? And then sometimes I'm pre-COVID like was seen as a form of entertainment for my guests, especially if it was a large group of men who were drinking heavily, like I was kind of expected to entertain them. And so it can get really draining, but I was working a couple months ago and this man just would not stop touching me no matter how many times like I just told him to stop touching me he would go in for a hug and I said like my excuse was listen there's a pandemic going on just don't touch me and at first he was like oh okay I'm so sorry and then um yeah the second time I said just like don't touch me I didn't say you could touch me kind of thing So that was frustrating. Yeah. So you've had your fair share of experience um, when when it comes to men thinking that they are above all that, you know, and they they feel like they have the authority to to just do whatever they'd like in any situation, right? Um, and and so this is that's a huge reason why I wanted you to be a part of this conversation because you do have a strong uh, voice and, you know, a lot of women, I believe, can relate to you in that sense, right? Um, Yeah, so to me, I think when it comes, when it comes to this situation, um, you know, when, when I found this out, when she, when she told me, right, I'm like instantly filled with anger. Like I get mad right out the bat. Right. And, you know, I think that is a very common reaction when, um, you know, articles or Instagram stories come out about how all men are this way. Right. And that's, that's a very common reaction to, um, to, to that scenario. Right. Um, but if, if we're thinking about it, like, who did anybody else in that restaurant stand up for Catherine and were watching say anything to this man? Right? And it, was there a bystander? Was there another person in the restaurant that saw it happening? And they didn't say anything, right? Another man. So I don't know what you think about this, Sterling. You can share after. But I think this this whole scenario of when when men get defensive i think that is the opposite reaction of what we should be portraying portraying right because instead of us listening to the women and saying and and being like we understand the way you feel and we're gonna we're gonna do our best to change the situation we get defensive right and I think that is just the opposite way of how we should be reacting. Yeah. And this is something similar to what we talked about in a past episode. Um, 
when we talked about sort of the Black Lives Matter movement with Azu. Yeah. We talked about how when white people are confronted with this information that um, it, it's not an attack, but it, it's sort of like um, it's, it's going against our culture specifically. When we react with uh, a defensive reaction, it, it makes us almost look like we're part of the, the reason that it's going on, right? Because mm -hmm. when we're reacting in a defensive manner, it means it's going against something in our nature, um, which means that we might be part of the problem if the social movements are, are confronting us like that. Um, and I think, I think this is much the same way. I'm not gonna lie, like I'm gonna be vulnerable here, but like when I've seen the, the not all men and, and sort of the conversations going on about that, like sure, like it's, it's definitely my instinct to say, well, well, that's not right. Like, hold on a sec, because I'm a man who um, I've been educated. I've grown up, I've lived in such a way where I, I wouldn't ever considered uh, touching a woman when she didn't want it or harassing a woman or anything like that. Like I've never been remotely close to anything like that in my life. So at times it can be hard for me to understand um, that conversation, but recently in the light of all this and in the light of researching for this podcast and this episode and all that, um, I've, I've done a lot of thinking and it's like, well, hold on. Like think about it. If I was walking down a street and maybe one in five guys was bound to try and beat me up, would I like shake everyone's hand, like fist bump, like, Hey, what's up? You yeah. know, like, and, and that like the numbers are, are pretty shocking. The amount of women that have experienced these sort of th sorts of things. So just because you're a man who doesn't feel um, the need or the urge to harass or mistreat women in any sort of way, that doesn't mean that you're exempt from this conversation, right? Because there's things that we, we all do. I'm sure um, we'll get into more of that as we go along in this episode, yeah. but yeah, no, the, and hearing your story there is like shocking about food food the food service industry. Like that's just, it's disappointing. It's disappointing. It's such, such blatant and such obvious um, acts and just disgusting acts like that, you know, and yeah. um, it doesn't, it does make me angry as well. Like you said, Nathan, like it's, it's just like, cause it, it's so hard for me to understand what, what is going on in these guys' heads, you know, like what, what is, what is genuinely motivating their actions? Um, so yeah, disappointing. Um, but this is a conversation and a movement that's been long overdue because like sexual harassment culture and like rape culture has been a thing for as long as like time, you know, like, and only now are we starting to somewhat, um, have conversations about it. So, yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I just want to bring up a point um, in how you say, Sterling, like, um, you understand not all men, and um, you also, like, you have this feeling, you're like, I would never do that to a woman, I would never hurt her, um, and I can say that all the men that I know that right now are involved in my life say the exact same thing I would never hurt a woman um and I 100% believe them um so I just want to bring something up my sister and I when we were 18 we went and we traveled Europe for three months and um my mom 
um, my aunts, my sisters, like they were, they were the first people to say, yes, do it. Like go travel, go be free, go have fun. You're 18, like go ahead. You need to explore these things and, um, figure out the world and whatnot. And then it was my uncles and it was my brother and it was my dad and they said, no, like, you guys can't, like, don't travel alone. And if you do, like, don't make eye contact. Don't talk to anyone. Don't walk home alone. Don't go out at night. Like, um, don't walk away from your glass um, if you go out to a bar. Um, and my uncles in Germany, they were furious that anyone would let me and my sister go travel Europe by themselves. And I just think that's like so interesting that the men in my life who I know would never hurt a woman, but at the same time, they say all these things like, don't do this, don't do that, because they are the first people to know what men are capable of, you know? And like, um, women have this like instinct to just believe in the good and men have this instinct because they just, they know what can happen and what men are capable of. So we have to start talking to ourselves. Like men have to start talking to themselves and to others. And it's like, okay, we know that this happens. We know what men think, what men want. And so how are we going to stop that? Like, how do we stop that kind of culture? Um, we can't just tell women what not to do. We also have to tell men what not to do, Yeah, you know? And my sister like actually brought that up. She said, oh, you know, like it's never the women who say, don't do this, don't do that. It's always the men. And why is that? Like, why are they the first people to, to say that? And it's not because I'm not saying that these are, these men know because they do. Um, I'm not saying that at all, but it, they know because they have friends, they have other male friends who probably talk about, um, like have that culture, like they, their locker room talk. They know what these men are thinking. Um, they talk about it and there's no, I don't believe that there's any action being taken in like said locker room said say hey man like don't say that don't do that and when um when I was working and that man tried to hug me and try to touch me his friends he had two friends like keep in mind the man who's trying to touch me was very intoxicated but he had two friends there who um, had me bring him shots, but they were actually, it was actually just Sprite because they knew how drunk he was. Um, they were dead sober and they just watched it happen. So it's like, um, like you guys just know what's capable. So you need to start um, just talking about it and making it known to other men, like it's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just building on that point, you know, there, there is some, there, there is a shared responsibility in this situation. Right. Um, and like you said, Sterling, there's, there's guys like us who would never do that 
do that sort of thing, right? And women understand that. Women women understand that, but she she said before that they don't have the time in a scenario where they need to protect themselves to figure out and decide whether or not that man is capable of hurting them or not or harassing them or not right because like you said before the numbers are are up there right and so like i i remember i read this article about um how men should walk down the street at night when there's women when there's a woman walking right and i've seen that one too yeah yeah and it's like you wouldn't ever if you're in that scenario i would never really put myself in the shoes of the woman i would just do my own thing right and that's because i would like to think of myself as like innocent like i would never you know think about those things in my head where like oh this woman's walking alone you know i just walk but the thing is is like now we have to become hyper aware of our actions and our responsibility as a man to create an atmosphere and environment where you know she doesn't feel that way you know i am still responsible for my actions even as her boyfriend of how i treat her and how i speak to her and and what i do you know like i am still completely responsible for my actions right and i think that's that's something a lot of guys also forget once you're in a relationship then that those kind of those responsibilities kind of go out the door but they don't right and so there is shared responsibility and that that means like you said in your story how those guys were sitting there watching their drunk friend treat her that way you know every single guy has to step up to the plate in this scenario if there's one guy that's you know doing what that guy was doing or you know locker room talk i'm just kind of agreeing with what you're saying we we need to be able to be like you know stop right because most of the times if you actually like really make that guy realize what he's doing and what he's saying is completely wrong you know he'll realize that So, so it's just, it's, I think that is a huge point in this conversation is that every single man is responsible for how we act, how we treat other women, how we, you know, respond when there's like at night and there's a woman walking down the street, how you respond to waitresses, you know, there's just complete, there's complete responsibility on us. And the thing that bothers me the most is like what you were saying about how men will tell women how to act in order not to be treated that way. And it's like, imagine women telling us how to act in order to not be treated a certain way. It would be aggravating. It would make me very angry. Right. And it's just not, it's not fair. It's just not. Yeah. Like all, all that self-defense and sort of like tactics, like things like that, it's, it's treating the symptoms of the problem instead of treating the actual um, cause itself. Right. Yeah. Um, 
someone I was thinking like during those conversations that you guys were just sort of having there. Um, like to me, every social interaction means so much more than, than we think. Right. Um, and for, and for me, like, I, I can't remember a time where I've even had to call out a friend for um, some, something to do with sexual harassment or anything like that, because that's, that's just not the type of guys I tend to surround myself with, I guess. Um, maybe I've, I've missed something in my memory, like who knows. And I've, I've, I'm sure I could be doing more on this front. Right. But um, the types of guys who like guys like Nathan and I won't associate ourselves off with that often because we see them as the sorts of guys we have to protect the woman in our life from um, those guys are getting socialized from somewhere. Right. And they're not getting socialized um, in an, in an enriching way that protects women. They're getting socialized in a way that's leading them um, down, down these paths of harassment and mistreatment of women and, and probably of other men as well. Right. So I think the responsibility, like I've just been sort of thinking about this now, but part of the responsibility for, for us as, as men who um, respect women um, as much as we can is to, is to break that chain of socialization for, for other guys. And even if we are complete strangers with a guy and we see a mystery in that woman, it does take us stepping up to the plate and saying something because even if there's a chance that we can break that chain of socialization and they, they can, have a different thought process because of something we say we have to have that conversation because the stakes are so high for, for women, right? It, like mm-hmm. incredibly high, like walking down the street and, and having the risk of being harassed or like heaven forbid abused, right? It's, it's insane. Um, and that's something that we don't have to think about very often as men. So although it might, it might seem not a man thing to do you know by by social standards to to stand up to a complete stranger guy and and call him out um it's it's something we have to think about because the stakes are just so high yeah and i i like that um i have a question for you doctor um but i i like that that thought of how impactful social interactions actually are right and, and the thing is, is like, like you said, we will avoid those guys. Mm-hmm. We will remove ourselves from the situation. But that's, that's going to just make, that's just going to make things worse. That's like, it's, it's the equivalent to seeing a racist person and not stepping up and just avoiding that racist person and not trying to fight that. Obviously different scenarios. Right. But if we have people that are near us that clearly act that way and we just avoid it, we're it's the same thing. Right. It's it's the same thing as just watching. And And I I think uh, I'm just going to hop in quick. It doesn't it doesn't mean we have to be friends with those those guys. Right. It it just means we have to be um, courageous enough and, and willing enough to um to have those tough conversations because it's it's not always easy right yeah mm-hmm. and i think uh, the biggest thing for me that's really 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 helped me just put things in per- to perspective is that first of all hearing her stories and then thinking about what what if that happens to 
her again? What if that happens to my sister, my mom, my cousins, you know, the, the most important woman in my life. You know what I mean? It's like, we need, we need to stop that, you know? And I'm sure a guy who harasses another woman, if you said, what if you saw a guy doing that to your mom or your sister, how would you react? Yeah, be livid. And that's the point, right? Exactly. And, that, and that's the thing. Every woman is, has family. Every woman's a sister. Every woman's a mom. Every woman's a daughter. Mm-hmm. And they all, they all have their own character, their own life, their own personalities. And we can't just disre- disregard that because of their, because of their anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's interesting because like humans we're, we're based on like rules. Like a lot of rules are unwritten. A lot of rules um, that we all obey by just on a day-to-day basis. Right. Like, I don't know, something as simple as, walking down the right side of the sidewalk or like facing forwards in an elevator. Like that's probably a better comparison, but <laughs> like you'll never see someone facing backwards in an elevator. Right. <laughs> but so often we'll see guys making these derogatory comments or um, taking these just, just like little actions or, that are harassment towards women. And it, like we live in a society as bizarre as it sounds where someone is more likely to harass a woman than to face backwards in an elevator. Yeah. You know, like we have to get it to that point where our social norms include just having a basic respect for women um, to the extent of not abusing them or, or touching them when they don't want it or anything like that. Right. That has to become on the same level as every other social norm. And it, it's ridiculous that it's not it. And it's it's actually really hard to grasp sometimes because yeah. it just it just doesn't make sense. Right. But um, yeah, like, like you said, removing ourselves completely from those guys, like it's an instinctual thing. And like Catherine, like you were saying, like the men in your life will be cautious and wary of experience because we, we know of guys who've done things like that. But our reaction as, as dudes is to see someone like that and just say, well, I'm going to stay as far away from that guy as I can for the rest of my life, you know? You see a guy like that in school or you, or you hear a comment, you say, well, I'm not going to associate myself with that. Um, and it's almost like a reputation thing, right? It's like, oh, I don't want to be associated with that guy because I'm not, I'm not like that. But at the same time, we have to include it in a reputation, like I said before, um, to call that guy out, like, right? We have to take pride in the fact of not just um, not taking any like harassment action or taking any abuse action, but actually taking action against it. Yeah. So um, we went off on our little spiels, um, <laughs> but coming back to you, if you don't have any points about that, what we said um, to you, what are the best, best ways to go about this situation for us? You know, moving, moving on from this episode, like, pretend like you're speaking to every man that's listening to this episode and if they were to change their actions moving forward um what what kind of things would you you know tell them 
Um, I think it's it's like it's bigger than that. I think in the grand scheme of things, um, I think you're just going to have to allow women to. So this is kind of, um, oh, I don't even know what to say. Um, I think it's bigger than that. I think it's just bigger than not saying, hey, how about you do this? Mm-hmm. I think women need to take power, take their power back. Um, like, for example, um, right now, in the, in the United States, like in a lot of states right now, abortion is illegal. And the reason because of that is because the man um, who's in charge of making it illegal is a man. It's not a woman. Oh, I'm trying to get my point across. I'm so following. I'm following. I think right now w- men are really they have this power over women they like for oh it was only a hundred years ago that women in Canada could vote and then in 1940 women in Quebec could vote Mm -hmm. so I think we're very slowly women are trying to take back control on just controlling themselves like right now, there's so many men in patriarchy roles, and I think that has a really harsh, harsh um, impact because right now we just see men in power, men as pre- presidents, men as prime ministers. Like even I, I've never had a principal in my school who was a woman, like not once. Me neither. So I think we need to start with that. It's a big step, but that's the biggest thing because we need to shift that um, that direction. Just need to shift that kind of point of view. Um, like we read that article earlier in 2016. Um, 85% of men were... Cops. Cops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Compared to that, like 15% of women. So there's such like this, this role of men where they have like power over women. And so that's distorting our men's view on just women in their everyday role. Yeah. So I think we need to start with that. I think more men need to start labeling themselves as feminists a lot of men they don't want to label themselves as feminists because they think um feminists are crazy (laughs) men hating and to be fair there are a lot of women who say men are trash and it probably comes or they just they don't trust men they don't like men they stay clear and that comes with a lot of truth to it because they're probably just protecting themselves from past experiences. And 
on that on that note, we need to have women who are on that extreme because they're the ones who are going to make the biggest difference. Um, same as we need rioters for Black Lives Matter because it really comes that that's how we make a change and make a difference. You need to make that big statement, no matter how wrong or right it is, you need to make that big statement to make that big step when you're trying to make a change. So, um, yeah, (laughs) not all feminists are men hating. Um, so men have to understand that and then they have to start labeling themselves as feminists and then just educating themselves, understanding like what the wage gap is, um, just understanding what it means to be a feminist, just making yourself well-rounded in the issue and then spreading the word and educating yourself. And then um, like when Hillary Clinton was running for president, of course I couldn't vote, but (laughs) because we don't live in the States, but you're Canadian. (laughs) I was like, the only reason why I would vote for her is because I'm, she's a woman. Like, it just stands, it makes such a statement, such an impact. Um, and it's so exciting that Kamala Harris is vice president now mm-hmm. because it's just such a statement and we need to start making that normal. It's like yeah. so awful that there's been no woman president in the United States. Like that is so awful. We're in 2021 and that still has not happened. And she's the first woman vice president like that is so awful. So we need to make that a norm before anything. We need to see more women as police officers, as principals, as these, these figures. Yeah. I also, uh, I also read this, um, psychology paper thing about, you know, the, the hierarchy of men and women right? And how a majority of it actually derives from the home. It's just an interesting point to think about, right? Because a norm, and I know like a lot of people grew up this way and it's very cultural, like in Spanish culture, it's very prominent that a man is the head of the household. He makes the final decision. He does this, he does that. And so then, like you said, it becomes a norm um, carrying further into politics, into the job um into the workforce you know um and you can just you can see after like after i read that i can you can see that pattern it's so obvious right and i think another another big thing as men we can step up in relationships and realize the opportunity we have to lift up these women you know um and you know, and I'm, I'm not going to lie, like at the beginning of this relationship, um, we've had conversations about this before. Don't even act like we haven't. Um, <laughs> I, I had that mindset, right? And that's cultural. That's, you know, it's not. Yeah. So I had that mindset. And it's, the thing is, is that I've learned, we've had many conversations, you know, and, and I've learned from my parents as well. Like, although each person has the roles in a relationship they're completely equal right so my opinion will never be 
overpowering her opinion, regardless of what it is. You know, there's always has to be middle ground in a relationship. And we, we've learned that. I've learned that. You know, there is equal conversation, equal opinions, and equal respect for each other. And when it comes down to it, you know, I can never have power over what she thinks, what she does. You know, I can have influence, but that's different. Right? Just as she can have influence over my decisions, over my, you know, my opinions. Um, so just adding on to the points you made. When it, like, let's let's start at home. You know, really, and maybe maybe it's not to the degree of harassment and abuse, but maybe it's a, to a degree where we feel above the women in our house, whether that's our sisters, our cousins. You know, maybe maybe you walk into your to a family party and you feel above the women, and maybe that's subconscious. But if you, if you become aware, if you're listening to this and you're like, and you're thinking about past scenarios and you're like, I, I, maybe I do do that, you know, and I'm sure, I'm sure there's some people that do. Right. So I think, I think, like I said before, we need to become as men hyper aware of how we're acting with every single woman we know of or we don't know. Mm -hmm. one thing i want to add about that authority piece is that oftentimes um men act act offensively about sort of the feminist movement because they feel like they're losing something when a woman gains power um and i think that's something that we really need to to flip because that's not the case hardly ever right um think about powerful woman in your life and like even if most guys think about their, their mothers or their sisters or anything like that, um, they're not going to say because my mother had was such a powerful person that I had less, right? It's no, my life was enriched because my mother was such a powerful person. Yeah. Um, so I think we have to start thinking in that way towards women who are in, in positions of authority because they have so much to offer to society, not just as women, but as people, um, and that doesn't take anything away from who we are as men, right? If that makes sense. Um, another thing I was thinking about, I'm in a university program right now where my degree is about 80% woman. <laughs> um, most of my profs have been women. Um, our department chair is a woman. Um, and that's the first time like this has happened in my, in my academic life, like for sure. Um, I did have one female uh, principal when I went to elementary school and she was great. Um, but it's, it's such an interesting experience being in a degree program that is 80% woman because not once have I thought, man, I'm at such a disadvantage because I'm in the 20%. But at the same time, I haven't, I haven't thought about um, how much more I'm maybe getting out of my degree because it's 80% woman, right? Yeah. Um, I think my experience has been enriched in the past couple of years at university because I get to encounter so many um, brilliant women who are doing such cool things in the field. Um, of psychology. So I, I, th- I think the main thing I want to get across from sort of this ramble is as guys, um, <laughs> when you feel defensive or, or, you, or you see, you feel a little upset when you see a woman gaining authority, 
sort of acknowledge that feeling and ask like, why, why are you feeling that way? Um, am I losing anything right now by this woman gaining power or is it this just an ego issue? Mm-hmm. Right. Cause we can't let our egos influence, um, influence this aspect of life because like I said, the stakes are so high for women. It's it, like, it, it goes beyond the, uh, the abuse and harassment. It's it's women don't get equal pay and women um, don't get equal opportunity. So we have to acknowledge that and um, recognize that everyone's experience will be enriched when women are, um, are brought to authority. Right. So I think that was a really good point. Mm-hmm. I think like I was most nervous to come on this podcast because I'm not the most educated. Um, I haven't been, I've been given really the big end of the stick in life. Um, so when coming out and talking about this and trying to be an advocate for women, it's really hard for me because I don't feel so much as an advocate. Um, but I just, it's something I am passionate about. Um, but it is such a broad topic and it's so hard for you guys to like ask, so what, so what can we do? What can we do Mm -hmm. to change? Because I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, what I do know is that there's a systemic sexism happening right now. There's like same as systemic racism. It's just, it's happening right now. And that is where we need to change. And I know it seems so big, but you have to go big or you just go home. You have to start um, putting these women in authority figures. Um, But yeah, I don't have an answer. So I'm really nervous to speak and to go on here because I I don't know. I feel honored that you guys want to talk about it. Um, it's really great that you guys are open because honestly, I don't, I don't know a lot of men who would want, because a lot of people want to do a podcast. It's huge right now, but the amount of people I could say that would want to come and talk on a podcast about, um, women's rights and the issues that are happening, like it's slim to none. So that's a good first step. Um, that's really great. And I think you guys are really educated more than any other man <laughs> I know at the moment. Um, I know some men who I've, I've had to try this. I've tried to have this conversation with them and they just get so defensive and they try to flip it and they say, well, you guys are just too strong. You're, you take it too much to heart. And you're oppressing men. You you're making us look bad as a as a gender, and so that's really hard. And so it's really great that you guys are like here and you're ready and you want to talk about it and you want to be open and you want to be vulnerable. Um, so that's really great. That's mm-hmm. the biggest first step. So, but yeah, I'm nervous. I don't know what to say. I don't know. I don't know how to approach it. And even as a woman myself, when a man touches me, I, that man who was hugging me and wouldn't stop touching me that one time, he was probably the first man I actually was like, stop touching me, just, just stop that because 
um, because it, I had the, um, kind of like that cushion of we're in a pandemic right now, like, don't touch me. And I kind of had that cushion as a, an excuse. And I feel like he was more responsive to that than to the other fact that he wasn't respecting me as a woman and he wasn't respecting my personal boundaries. He respected more the fact that we're in a pandemic. And like that was that thinking about that, like that's pretty extreme. I've never, I've never told a man to like, don't, don't touch me, like all this stuff because I'm just so scared of the repercussions. I'm so scared he's not gonna tip me. (laughs) I'm so scared that like if, he like he'll just be mean to me afterwards if I say like don't touch me and I haven't even had the worst of it like um there's been a lot of cases where a lot of girls at my work um just really suffer um and like this one girl had her mask like ripped off her face by a man because he wanted to see her pretty face it's just like yeah where where are the boundaries but I feel like this is a really great start to it um you guys are really young and I feel like right now the issue is pretty much with an older generation at the moment because they're so used to what they're used to so but here's the thing like although we're a younger generation we still we still have the capability of stepping up to older men we 100 percent have the capability of doing that no we do we do 110 percent and and the 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 fact of the matter is is like we're almost 20 i guess Sterling's still a little boy but i'm almost 22 years old I'm 20 for the record. I don't know what yeah. this guy's on. So Sterling's almost 21 and I'm almost 22. So we should be able to look a 30, 35 year old guy in the eyes and not be afraid of, of saying something. That's just, that's just the truth. We, we need to be able to step up. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like to me, so much um so much in in terms of involving change in our lives and in starting societal change it, it comes down to an individual level um to kickstart the process right like it has to start where we're taking things personally and taking action ourselves um before any change will happen at all because if nobody's motivated to take action on their own and they're just saying well things need to change and not doing anything about it because it's not taken personally then nothing's going to happen um so to me, kind of while you were saying that, like, yeah, we can stand up to older men. Um, like, th- think about there's so many things in your life that you would be passionate enough um, to confront an older man with. Like, Tons. I like the Calgary Flames so much that I'm going to just discuss it with this guy. You know, but like, I, I care so much. Like, just for example, like when we play men's league, we play guys in their 30s and I'll mm-hmm. get up right in his face. Yeah. And almost fight dude. So it's like, there's no, we've done that several times. (laughs) Um, But, but yeah, to me, it's, it's causes like these that, that seem so common sense to guys at times. Um, Like women 
<laughs> being able to not be harassed um, or, or anti-racism, they have to be things that we take so personally that we feel to that point that we can't confront other guys about it. Um, because if we don't feel comfortable enough about it ourselves, then we're, we're not at the level we need to be in order to impact change. Right. Like we, we can say, uh, you can say as much as you want to yourself, Oh, like it has to change, but you have to take it personally in, in order to actually do something. Yeah. Yeah. So we appreciate you um, coming on and speaking um, honestly and full transparency. Um, I think, I think your stories will honestly God shock people. And and you and you think it's so normal, the things that you think are so normal, and the things that you try, and kind of just brush off. Other people would be like, "What the heck," you know? Yeah, no, like it, that's exactly it for me. Like, couldn't believe it to be honest. Yeah. Like, I found myself like my my jaw was cramping up because while you were saying your story, I was like clenching my teeth. It makes yeah. me so upset. Um, it exactly. Just, it's unbelievable to me, honestly. Yeah. And so just to like encourage you, like don't like you have so much power, you have so much capability. And just by t taking this time to use your voice to explain things, you know, that's one, that's one step for you. And I think I, we, me and Sterling, I know Sterling agrees with me when I say this, we don't want you to brush those things off anymore. We don't want you to think that it's okay. You know, mm -hmm. like we want, we, we want you to feel like you have the authority and know that you have the authority to tell a man and get out of this restaurant because you do at the end of the day, you do, right. You have the authority to tell that person that's harassing you to leave. So I think, yeah, I just want to encourage you to, you know, just be confident in that fact and that I'll, me and Sterling will back you up and back all women up. Um, but yeah, just thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing with us. Um, it was a good time. And uh, yeah, I think that like this episode is going to honestly open some perspective because like, like I just said, you know, there's some people that have no idea that happens in the restaurant industry. There's some people that are, that have no idea that 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 85 percent of men are cops. I mean, yeah, 80 any no 85 85 percent of, of cops are men. men. <laughs> yeah, so 85 percent of men are cops. Um, you know. Oh, and yeah, I let her um, read a quote that she found just to end things off. Um, oh yeah, here you go. Okay, this is um, from Joanna Russ in her 1985. Wait, I'll find it. It's like fight, um, fight something. God, on strike against God. Um, so it says, not all men make more money than women, only most. Um, not all men are rapists, only some. Not all men are promiscuous killers, only some. Not all men control Congress, the presidency, the police, the army, industry, agriculture, 
law, science, medicine, architecture, and local government, only some. So I think that just makes a point in itself. Yeah, very powerful literature. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, also the family guy quote, what is it, where... Um, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, man. She's... Um, what's the wife's family name? Family guy quote? What's Lois? The, Lois? Um, Keep talking. It's like, oh, what could go wrong with him having a man in power? And Peter responds with, oh, you know, only like systemic racism and... Um, keep going <laughs> all this stuff he goes on and on and on and on he's like but nothing uh what would i even type in to find that lois peter lois how do you spell lois <gasps> i'm idiot i'm idiot man peter falls mafia marries chris man in wheelchair in power I don't know. Anna. Yeah, I can't find it either. <laughs> I do not know. Maybe you're making things up. Who knows? It's a TikTok thing. Oh, um, cool. Do you want to talk about something else before we close, or do you want to? Oh yeah, I was just gonna. Some... I was... No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no. Mine's probably not important at all. I want to hear what you have okay. to say. I was just gonna say, like, we've had a few episodes like this that can be viewed as controversial, I guess, to some people. Um, I guess it's like pulling at some heartstrings. Um, yeah. If you guys feel anything or you're thinking anything when you're listening to this podcast or anything comes to mind at all, woman, man, whoever, we want to hear from you. Yeah. Okay. Um, our DMs are always open. Um, comment section is always open on Instagram, on YouTube. Interact with us because um, – we're, we're here to build build a sense of community and enrich the world ultimately right yeah um and and that starts with conversations like these so whatever you guys are feeling in response to this thinking stewing on something then let us know let us know 100 percent. um i also forgot to explain so if you guys listen all the way to the end good job um but i forgot to explain why i named the title um uh why i titled it I might crop this out and put it in the beginning. Um, but the reasoning behind the title of this episode is because um, men's actions right now and the way we act right now um, is taking away that power, like Catherine was saying, from women. It's taking away the woman's rights. It's taking away how women should be treated. Right. And so when I'm saying, when I say empowering women through men's actions, it's it's not taking away it's it's not putting an emphasis on you know the scenario we're trying to change it's it's showing what we can actually do by changing our actions you know what's going to happen and what and the room we're going to be able to make for women to step into those positions and to feel empowered because of the actions we take Why'd you make that face? I'm gonna kill you. Oh, he's frozen. Anyways, back, come back, we're back. <laughs> um, yes, uh, I was gonna add on to that. Like while you're talking, my internet is tweaking. But um, 
tweak. Yeah, no, I was, uh, like it's it tweaking. adds on to that point. Okay, sorry. Shut up. <laughs> um, the points we were making, sort of about authority, where um, like we have a responsibility to to not only allow women to to thrive in positions of authority and and to gain power in society. Um, it's our responsibility to, to want that change, not only to allow it, right? Yeah. Um, because it, it'll make life better for all of us. Yes. Um, so yeah, follow us on Instagram, rising ring underscore podcast. Um, Where can they find you on Instagram? Um, Cat, J-A-Y-B underscore. Cat J-B <laughs> underscore. Um, and don't be responding to none of our stories about Europe yeah jesus i already did that <laughs> um yeah she'll just brush you off your shoulder um because look at me <laughs> look at me now oh yeah he's thug nobody can even compare um but uh yeah so get in contact with us follow us subscribe to um on apple Podcasts, on spotify we just got onto this tune in app i didn't tell sterling that's news for him now wow um, yeah and us. we're on amazon we're on google wherever Amazon. You, yeah <laughs> wherever you want to find podcasts go and listen to it and subscribe um and yeah so also we put up a story for uh, easter um and if you voted no, no, no. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Well, I'm, I'm that, getting it. To, I'm getting to it right now. No, if no, you no. Voted that's for a forecast it, just, conversation. If it's you want to die, keep talking. We got to if, if, if you voted for the cream eggs, you're, you, we're blocking you. You're blocked. If you voted for cream eggs, you're blocked. And we'll have, well, I'll explain why in the forecast, but if you voted cream eggs, you're blocked. Tune in on Wednesday. Were you going to say something? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, tune in on Wednesday. Um, ex- it, it, unless you voted for the cream eggs, then we don't want you here. Okay. <laughs> he's kidding. He's kidding. He's kidding. <laughs> don't leave, please. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you guys for listening. See ya. Ciao. Bye. <laughs>